0: Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org.
1: Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter.
0: And it is another edition of the ML Sports Platter. Be sure to download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review where you get your podcasts on your smartphone device. A tip of the cap thank you to our good buddies over at the Al and Angus Pub, Welch & Company Jewelers, and Liverpool Physical Therapy. Don't forget Pete and Mike doing a great job over there. And no doctor prescription is necessary for the first 10 physical therapy visits in New York State. That's over at Liverpool Physical Therapy. Get more information on Instagram and Facebook, and of course visit them online at liverpoolphysicaltherapy.com. Huge tip of the cap, thank you as well to the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the platform as well as Sit Means Sit Syracuse, the best dog training around any breed, any behavior, any dog. Sit Means Sit. Go see them right now, and you can visit their website at sitmeansit.com and find your Syracuse branch. If you're in and around Central New York, bring your pup to the best training available and of course, it'll improve your lifestyle and your dog's lifestyle each and every day. So I'm going to do, and, and many of you know, I, and I've done this for years and years and years, radio and a little, little bit on the podcast side, um, but I'm going to kind of go around Major League Baseball uh, a little bit here. As you hear this podcast, um, it is, today is what, let's say, let's see, Wednesday, the 7th of July. Coming off the 4th of July, the long weekend, the wraparound, the 4th of July for Sunday, uh, which allowed people on Monday, basically they had the 5th, uh, acted as the real 4th of July for a lot of people. And some people, you know, are off this week, a lot of people take their summer breaks. It's funny when I, you know, you don't see a lot of the NFL guys floating around and they're all kind of trying to get in their last second freedom before they're literally like hunkered down for the next, you know, Six and a half months. Not that the NFL has an offseason, but you get my point. You got to, at some point, you got to take time off somewhere. Uh, spend time for yourself and or your family. And, uh, you know, you have to. You just, it's what what you do, what you have to do. Um, so you're hearing this on Wednesday. And a, a few things have, have come to mind here as we inch towards, you know, the All-Star break. One is that the Red Sox, to me, aren't going anywhere. This is a 54-32 and 32 club. This is not some kind of just, you know, freak thing. This is a good ball club. And Alex Verdugo and Rafael Devers and Bogarts and these guys and J.D. Martinez, they got some major, major players, and their pitching has way, I mean, way surpassed expectations. When you take a look at Evaldi, keeps going, Pavetta keeps going, Rodriguez has been good. Uh, you know, and the bullpen has been, you know, pretty formidable too. They're just a complete team, you know, and they hit for average, they hit for power. They're not overwhelmed by the analytics. They use them, but not, you know, they're not overwhelmed by them. And Alex Cora is to his core, to his Cora. He is a, uh, a bonafide old school baseball guy. He really is. So, this team isn't going anywhere. They're, they're really hard to beat. They, they get leads out early. Uh, they can come back on you. Uh, as I record this, they've won 9 out of their last 10. And here's a biggie. And I learned this from the best, smartest baseball people out there. Richard Justice, Anthony Kastrovitz, Matt Michael. Uh, you know, those kind of people. Plus 64 run differential. That is a huge number. Remember, it's it's a well, it's not a huge number, it's a big number. Um, but run differential on the whole signifies a lot about your team. And you know, the same Tampa Bay, they're at plus 67 right now. Toronto is at plus 73. The problem is with them, and that's where kind of numbers can lie, right? Eventually, some kind of lie comes in with numbers. But Toronto, unfortunately, for them, the pitching gets you know wildly inconsistent, the bullpen wildly inconsistent. You, know, you win one night eight four and then the next night you lose 106 um you know they got to get that in order their offense is is you know I mean spectacular uh it really is I mean with Bigio and with Vlad Jr and with uh Bechette uh, Guriel and Hernandez you get Springer back it's a that lineup is is tough I mean there's no other way to say it uh, but plus that many on the run differential tells you, something and uh you know they've won at home, they've won on the road, and I don't think they're going anywhere. I really don't. Uh Tampa again I picked them in the beginning of the year along with the Oakland A's to make the postseason because they just always figure out a way. And if you watch if you if you examine the box scores every night, you know, you don't even have to watch the games. You don't, you know, it's it's one of those things where you can just kind of gauge you know, what's going on by glancing here and there. And I, I've watched less baseball now than I ever have in my life. Uh, I've been down on the game. You've heard why. You've heard a lot of people on my show come on and talk about why all the, you know, the group from Ball 9 and, and, and other folks and best-selling authors and the like and former players. Um, but I, I catch a lot of highlights. You know, I, I struggle through Yankee games with the volume down so I can read. Uh, you know, and then I, I do hit and miss stuff a couple innings here, a couple innings there. I very rarely watch a full game anymore. I used to just be so enthralled with, you know, even just Sunday night baseball, seeing the highlights from the day and then watching the Sunday night game. Um, it's just not the same. A lot of things are different. The analytics are killing me. Um But you can still and I watch highlights and follow a lot of things, and I read a lot of things, and again, I'm watching enough inside the games for sure to know what the heck's going on. Like, I watched the Mets and Brewers last night, you know, for a couple of innings and flipped over to MLB Network just to kind of have them do their you know ballpark bounce around uh, to see what was going on. So I, I'm still involved. I'm just, you know, I'm limited compared to, you know, literally being obsessed around the clock with it. Um, but what I'm getting at here is you can glance at box scores and you can get a really, really good idea of, What's happening with a ball club, um, the same guys keep showing up. You know, like every night I go to the box score, I see Vlad Jr., two hits, right, minimum. Every night, just about, right? Like you go to the Houston and Tampa Bay box scores, and you see another pitcher from somewhere. They found another guy. I mean, where do they find all these arms from, right? Right. You go to the San Francisco Giants and you're like, oh, there's the blue collar deal again. You know, there's a late hit from Crawford. There's a late hit from Posey. You know, Longoria did this. Uh, these pitchers did that. Alex Wood hung in there again. Desclafani, you know, hung in there again. You know, you can gauge some things. In Tampa, every single night, they just do it, they figure it out. They scored two in the night last night, you know, to beat Cleveland. Uh, they put pressure on the defense. Um, and they're just there. They just win every night. Toronto, again, 43 and 39, there isn't a lineup I would choose over them. I might choose one equal to them like Houston, the Dodgers, the Padres. but I wouldn't pick them over Toronto because I think Toronto's lineup is just spectacular. Uh, but again, the wildly inconsistent starting pitching. And the bullpen, you know, they leave a lot out there to be desired. They really got to fix that thing moving forward if they want to become a championship ball club. Baltimore is obviously way out of it, not even worth talking about. 30 games under 500 as I record this. And the Yankees are pathetic. They're one game over 500 as I record this. 10 and a half games out of first place. And they're five and a half out of the wild card. And they've lost seven of their last 10. And you know what? You want to talk about run differential? Baltimore Orioles, minus 114. I mean, they're minus everything. But the Yankees are minus 11. And with that offense we talked about going into this year with Urshela and Lemayhew and Stanton and Judge and and Glaber, uh, they're no good. Uh, They're no good. And they hit into the most double plays in baseball, which is really, really something. Uh, When you think about it this way, too, you know, the Yankees don't, Steel bases, right? And they still hit into all these double plays. And now you got a major problem, and I read Lindsay Adler's column uh, last night in The Athletic on this, and it was a good one. Garrett Cole and Aroldis Chapman. I mean, the Yankees clearly have problems now with these guys. Look at the Mets series. It was awful. Chapman has been blowing saves left and right. Garrett Cole uh, is a disaster. And look, do I think it's a coincidence with the Spider-Tech stuff? No, I don't. I, I think that these guys were using it. I think that <clears throat> there was definitely some cheating going on with Araldus Chapman uh, as well. Because if you, if you watch Chapman on a nightly basis, Chapman, you know, a lot of touches to the belt, to the hat, to the neck, to the, you know, the forehead, the wipes, you know... Sweats a lot. Does he use the sweat as a part of, you know, doing the sticky stuff? You know, does it does it do something for him? Uh, I know he developed, uh, you know, a couple different pitches the last couple years, namely a changeup that's been that was good in the beginning, but this was so predictable. This was so predictable. A one-dimensional Yankee team with all right-handed hitters who swing for the fences to hit for power. And a team that lacks starting pitching. And a team that's piss poor defensively. And they have guys who are not in the right positions. Most notably, Glaber Torres at shortstop instead of second base. And all of these problems, of course, now are coming to fruition, coming to a head at the same time. And oh, by the way, that juggernaut bullpen that we've talked about for the last few years, right? Everybody going into the year and overrating the Yankee bullpen, right? Britton and Green, Loisaga, Chapman, all these guys, right? Well, I got news for you. The bullpen was good in the beginning, but what has started to happen? Aaron Boone is trotting Jonathan Loisaga out there like Scott Proctor during the Joe Torre era, you know? And you're eventually going to just completely and utterly wear down and melt down. Chad Green had a nice multiple inning save against the Mets, that's the good Chad Green. We're gonna get the bad Chad Green next time out or the time after that because he's just not consistent and he'll be you know, he'll be wearing down. He'll wear down, Lewisiga will wear down, Chapman's already worn down. I mean, they're all wearing down, and they all have to go in there early with the pitching because now not only do you have the wildly inconsistent Jordan Montgomery and Domingo Armand and the injured Luis Severino, the injured Corey Kluber, the wildly up and down Jamison Tyone. Not only do you have all those guys, and then you, you know, you're trying to throw a Michael King in here, or a Cortez in there. I mean, it's a joke. But you have your $324 million ace who literally can't get people out anymore. He's always given up the solo home runs. He's always done Garrett Cole things. But doesn't this look like the Garrett Cole in Pittsburgh more than it does the Garrett Cole in Houston, right? I mean, was he cheating in Houston too? I mean, my God, those guys were doing the you know, the cans and the banging and all that sort of thing and the signal stealing, but you know, were they using tons of sick, sticky stuff too? It's very possible. I mean, Houston turned a lot of guys around from a pitching standpoint. You look at what Charlie Morton did when he was there. Uh, you know, you take a look at what the new elements that Zach Granke has brought to the table. Uh, Garrett Cole, certainly. Justin Verlander, in terms of peeling off four to six miles an hour uh, on his pitches, uh, when healthy before now recovering from the Tommy John, but... Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's legitimately one of those things where uh, you have to you have to ask the questions, you have to start wondering, because Garrett Cole has completely fallen off the cliff. And right now, I could name you about 10, 15 pitchers in Major League Baseball, I would rather have than Garrett Cole. I mean, a couple of them, uh, you know, they were side, you know, right in the NL Central. I mean, right now, I'd rather have Burns or Woodruff of the Brewers. I'd rather have Walker Bueller of the Dodgers. I'd rather have... <clears throat> you know, the couple guys in San Diego. I might even take, I mean, for God's sakes, I might even take, you know, a Pavetta in Boston, right? I mean, I'd take McCullers Jr. in Houston. I mean, I, there's a, there are a lot of guys here who are pitching better than Cole. Um, another a few things that I've realized here, too, is that we might have runaway situations in divisions. I remember bringing Kevin Kernan on a couple months ago, the fantastic lead writer for Ball 9. And we were talking about this, I don't know, maybe a month, two months into the season, about, you know, will there be teams that have the ability to run away from everybody else? And we were both in agreement saying probably not. But if there was one, maybe the White Sox. The White Sox are six games up on Cleveland. And when you watch the White Sox play, they just do everything so much better than every other team in the Central. I mean, they're miles ahead of, obviously, Kansas City, Minnesota, Detroit. But, like, with Cleveland, that's their only competition. And that's the other big thing, too. They only have one team you know, to really go neck and neck with here. And they're up six games. Their staff is better. Their bullpen's been better. Um, You know, Cleveland, to their credits, hung in, you know, a couple games over 500. They find a lot of young pitchers, too. The White Sox are a really, really good baseball team. And, you know, they got a lot of big guys uh, to hit the ball out of the ballpark. They can hit for average. Uh, LaRousse has got them aggressive on the base pass at times. Um, So this White Sox team is good. They're here to stay. And I think that they could have potential here to run away from this thing. I mean, we get up to the All-Star break, eight, nine games. You know, they could run away. I I, I could see a 13-14 game lead, you know, in, in August. I could. I really could. I just don't think Cleveland's going to be able to hang in there with that poor offense and all the rest. Uh, AL West, yeah. I don't know if Houston will run away. They're up three and a half games on Oakland as we record this. Um, but the potential to do so, certainly, because like the White Sox, they only have one team to go neck and neck with. I mean, I like Olsen, I like Chapman, but Oakland, I mean, I I just don't trust them long haul, and certainly when they get into the postseason, they always choke. Seattle, they're five games over five they They've had a decent year, but I don't think they have staying power. The Angels are going to do their typical Angel thing. By the way, Mike Trout, best player in baseball when healthy, he's unhealthy now, he's injured. And Shohei Otani is probably the MVP of the league. I mean, we're dealing with a guy who, other than that start against the Yankees, and oh, by the way, the Yankees blew that one too, uh, where Shohei couldn't get out of the first. Other than that, Shohei O'Donnell has been pretty darn good on the mound, and he's been dominant at the plate. He's potentially going to hit 50, 60 home runs and be a pitcher. It's insane. Texas Rangers are a disgrace uh but the angels are doing angels things you know they give you all the di- you know the different moments the good you know the best players a couple of those get eh, and then they'll miss the playoffs again you know this is what the angels do as far as the national league goes here uh, we'll get to that in a second quick quickly want to mention our friends at Bryant Stratton College it's a great time to be a bobcat right now academics athletics and excellence go to bryantstratton.edu and find the right two-year or four-year degree for you you might be well into the job world, a couple years out of college, whatever the case may be, and just already need a change, well, why not check out Bryant and Stratton College's career uh, options in terms of what their degrees do, <clears throat> setting you up for the future, including a brand new nursing program as well. Bryant and Stratton College is the official college of the ML Sports Platter. Log on to bryantstratton.edu, and if you're in and in around central New York, make sure you get on over to the campuses in downtown Syracuse on James Street, and of course, in Liverpool, BryantStratton.edu, Bryant Stratton College, the official college of the ML Sports Platter, and a big tip of the cap. Thank you as well to our friends over at Prestwick Golf, the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group, and Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare. The National League, the Mets, up seven on the Nats. <clears throat> do I buy into the Mets all the way as a championship contender? Not yet, uh, but I do think that they are the front runner to win the, the NL East. Um, at this particular time. I picked the Braves to do so. Didn't expect a lot of these injuries. Love Acuña, love the lineup, Albie's, etc, Swanson. But they've been really inconsistent. Oh, no, by the way, <clears throat> I have to go back to something in the in the AL West. Remember that run differential thing I was talking about? Yeah, Houston has plus 137 right now. That's that's uh, it's unbelievable. It really is. Um the Nationals Again, you haven't had Strasburg. Uh, offensively, you know, look, they've gotten some really, really solid outings from many players, including, you know, Trey Turner, who's a really, really good, good player. I, I, I keep a close eye on the Nats because I, I still, you know, want the Syracuse Chief guys who came through uh, town, uh, and I followed and covered and in, in the like. I, I really want them to do well. I mean, I saw Feedy, I saw Joe Ross, I saw. Trey Turner, Victor Robles, Strasburg, you know, all these guys. I want them to do well. Harper, obviously, who's not there anymore. I just look at the, <clears throat> the NL East and it seems to me that the word is inconsistent. Right? It's just every team is inconsistent. I mean, the Marlins look good for a night or two, and they lose eight in a row. You know, the Phillies look good for a night or two, and they lose five in a row. You know, the Braves are up and down. Um, the Nats, same thing. And I think the Mets, you know, for a lot of reasons, they're the front-runner. Number one, I think they're the most complete team. Uh, number two, they have the best pitcher in Jacob deGrom, who right now is just he's out of his mind, uh, completely out of his mind. I think offensively, they have the most potential to hurt you uh, as well. Uh, for as much as I like Okunia and the gang in Atlanta, uh you know, with Philadelphia and Harper and Gregorius and Real Muta, I mean, those guys have all underachieved as a group, um, you know, with this massive spending spree the last two, three years. And, and I don't know what the hell the Phillies are going to do. You know, John Middleton company, are they just going to keep spending money because they're already all in? I mean, they're already, what, 650 some million dollars last few years. They're already into that. Um, do you keep spending? I, you know, the fan base probably would say yes. Uh, but, man, you might need a little reset here because the Phillies – no, they're not. I mean, they're they're not good. I mean they're just a, they're just an average, bland team. Um, the Mets' offense, you know, Pete Alonso, you know, Dom Smith. Yeah, that's a nice year. A lot of low averages on the Mets, which is pretty much like baseball outside of you know the Red Sox, the Astros, Dodgers, and Padres, and maybe Toronto when you look at averages. Um, you know, but Nimmo, you know, coming around here now, healthy. Um, you know, J.D. Davis, they're hoping to get, uh, you know, more from him down the line. Uh, but, you know, James McCann, Smith, Alonzo, Lindor, you know, he's trying to get it going. I mean, he's hitting 219 as we record this. But, you know, that offense has the potential to strike and stay consistent a lot more than the others in that division. So, uh, we move to the NL Central now. And... You know, look, the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, they won 11 in a row recently. They could be a team. You talk about teams who have the potential to run away. I think there's only—I think there's really only two in baseball at this particular point. And I think Oakland will stay close enough to Houston in that four-game range, right? Four, five, six. When I'm talking running away, I mean double digits. You know, I mean 10, 11, 12, 13 games uh, to lead by. And I think Milwaukee's the other I think the White Sox and Milwaukee, <clears throat> I think those are the two teams because in the White Sox case, they only have one team to compete with in Cleveland. In Milwaukee's case, the entire division is blech. Pittsburgh's awful. St. Louis can't get out of its own way. Obviously lost the race in Flaherty. Chicago Cubs, they had that really, really good start, and everybody goes, oh, boy, you know, they got to be buyers here, right? And now all of a sudden, ooh, they're a game under five hundred as I record this. They're a minus 15 in terms of run differential. Not good at all. The Reds are better than the Cubs. They're 44 and 40 on the year. But Milwaukee, winning 11 in a row, they can beat you every night because they roll out pitching. They roll out Woodruff. They roll out Burns. They roll out Peralta. They roll out a really nice, solid group. And then the offense is is coming around here as, as well, and... You know, that's a lineup that is pretty balanced. You've got righties and lefties. You've got guys who you can platoon. You've got guys who you can, you know, play multiple positions. Um, you know, Adamus has played really well at the shortstop position. He's hitting two ninety eight. Omar Navarrez behind the plate. He's a three hundred plus hitter, right? You're starting to see better swings out of Kristin Yelich. Um, you know, I think Lorenzo Kane will come around. Jace Peterson has been doing some good things, hitting the ball in the gaps and such. So this Brewers lineup here is as as we get to the dog days, <clears throat> you know, sometimes lineups just heat up uh, when they get more reps and get playing and, and post-All-Star break. Don't be surprised if the Brewers really take off from an offensive standpoint. And good Lord, if you put that together with, you know, Brandon Woodruff and Burns, Corbin Burns and company, and Peralta, I mean, you look at Woodruff, he ran out of gas against the Mets, you know, a couple of nights ago, opened with three hitless innings, and was in control until the seventh, and then the Mets, you know, sort of broke through, but he's been, he's been really, really good for the majority, I think, of, of the entire year. I really do. And then finally, you know, you look at the NL West, and this is where the best baseball has been played, in my opinion, all year, um... You know the Brewers have been obviously really good. Their record compares to San Fran, LA, and is better than San Diego. Uh, you know, without you know, no disrespect to again, the division total is the it's been the best baseball. It's no disrespect to Houston or Chicago; those divisions just aren't as good or deep or top heavy as the NL West. Now look, Colorado they'll probably sell at the deadline. I mean, if if I'm the Rockies at this point, you know you already gave up on Nolan Arenado. You're you're paying him a, a, you're paying a boatload of that contract for him to play for another team, which was a disgrace. Um, but already, since you moved him, you might as well go in on the organizational reset here at this point, right? I mean, you really, you might as well because you probably can get a major haul for Story, get a couple of major league ready guys. You got to improve the pitching. The pitching is always never good enough in Colorado. They got to figure that out. The Diamondbacks are a complete and utter garbage show. Uh, and by the way, you want to talk about the worst run differentials. You want to know why Arizona is minus 120, you know, you want to know why they're bad. They're that they're this bad. They're minus 126 Colorado minus 54. Like the NL Central teams, minus 15 Cubs, minus 39 St. Louis, minus 106 with the Pittsburgh Pirates. You want to look at the inconsistency of the NL East I talked about. Atlanta's only plus 6, Miami's plus 21, Philly minus 21, minus 11 for the Washington Nationals. Surprisingly, the Mets are only plus 7, but again, I think they can turn that around. Hey, look at the NL West, man. San Francisco plus 104, LA plus 120, San Diego plus 84. And that's all you need to look at. That's it. That is it. Really, 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 really solid Good, complete teams who can pitch the bullpen. San Diego, Melanson, the starting pitching, you know, uh, you trot out Darvish, you trot out Snell, um, you trot out Paddock, and the lineup's lethal, led by Machado and Tatis. And then you go to the Dodgers, and they they add Albert Pujols, who some people thought that was a reach. I I was okay with it. He's been great in the clubhouse. I heard him. Uh, I heard Justin Turnis talk about him. Justin Turner talk about Albert Pujols on uh, the Colin Cowherd show. Uh, and it was a really fantastic interview. And Turner said, you know, hey, we brought in Pujols. And boy, has he been great for the clubhouse. He's such a team guy. Uh, he adds depth for us. And they're not asking Albert Pujols to be, you know, Albert Pujols in the Cardinals uniform in 2006. They're asking him to be a formidable guy who can pinch hit and know his role and all the rest. And, you know, hey, if you play in American League Parks or the Interleague, you can DH him. And. I just think this is terrific stuff. Uh, the Dodgers, uh, their lineup, again, no hole everywhere you go. Justin Turner, Bellinger, Betts. Uh, you know, some of the averages are down for this team, and I get it. <clears throat> but they're going to be fine. They're going to be right there. Still think they'll win the division. I have the Padres winning a wild card. But the story in the West has been the Giants. They have come and literally danced on the, uh, you know, floor, the party. Of the Giants and the Padres. And they have had great pitching out of Di Sclafani. They've had great pitching out of Wood. They've gotten pretty darn good pitching out of, um, as my computer starts to play ads for no reason, Kevin Gosman as well. I mean, they have had just a lot of great, great, great things going on. The pitching has been, I think they've overachieved. And, you know, look, the lineup, there is still a lot of championship pedigree in that lineup. It is, it's how it is. They've got a lot of guys who can um you know put the ball in play. Old school city, you know, Brandon Crawford, Buster Posey, you know, Belt, these kind of guys, Longoria, <clears throat> you know, who have been around the team for a long time. They've got some rings. They know what it takes. Mike Yastremski, you know, the beat has gone on with him in big spots. Now he's only hitting 224. But he comes up with big moments, big plays, big hits, uh, you know, big fielding moments. Um, You know, I just can't say enough about the Brandon Crawford, Buster Posey, Brandon Belt, you know, Evan Longoria, you know, four-man crew here. Uh, They've been outstanding. You know, and the Giants have made organizational decisions that have been smart, too. Um, You know, Mike, nobody would confuse Mike Talkman with Ricky Henderson. And right now he's, the guy's hitting 180 as I record this, but look, they brought him in and he's had moments. He's had those Mikey Stremski moments, right? He's had, you know, big time home runs. He had that unbelievable catch over the wall. Like, so San Fran has been super, super impressive. I mean, I have been, I've, I've really been impressed. I really have been, I mean, you know, the pitching, I mean, Desclafani and Gossman, and Wood, and even Johnny Cueto, to a degree, has hung in there. You know, they've hung in there and given him depth, they've given him length, and, uh, of course, that helps your bullpen as well. So those are some things to look at in Major League Baseball. The All-Star Game, I'm not even sure I'm going to watch, and the reason I say that is because, oh, by the way, Albert Pujols, 6,000 total bases reached down in Miami. A couple nights ago, unbelievable. What a career. First ballot Hall of Fame, write it in, make the plaque. Um, but the All-Star game, I'm not sure I'm going to watch because the uniforms are absolutely positively hideous. Another cheapo by Rob Manfred and company makes me sick. Those uniforms look like something. I mean, they look like a second grader made them up. I don't know. I don't know why that's, I don't know who the heck signed off on that. I just, I, I, unbelievable. I mean, I'm assuming Manfred said okay with it, but who designed them? I mean, how can you possibly look at that and say those are those are nice? Those are good. Pathetic. The ML Sports Bladder is brought to you by Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum award. Stanley Law Offices, StanleyLawOffices.com. Don't forget, if you're in and around Central New York as well, in conjunction with Stanley Law Offices, is music for the mission and that great nonprofit organization, you know, a buck, a meal, that's as simple as it gets. You donate a dollar, it feeds someone uh, one meal. Um, you'll see a lot of these uh, baskets all around, a dump change, you know, dollar bills in. Uh, please do so. If you see them at your local bottle uh, and can, uh, you know, uh, redemption center, uh, I'm here in Burton. Uh, and so I, I go over to uh, Vern's and they've got a box there uh, and you'll see them all around central New York. So make sure you see music for the mission boxes, Drop your change, drop your dollar bills into those. That stuff goes a long way, man. You drop in, you know, 30, 40 cents here. Uh, somebody else drops in 80 cents, a couple bucks from another person. That already adds up to four or five bucks. That's five meals for somebody. So let's keep it going. Music for the Mission. Find them on Facebook and Instagram as well. Tip of the cap, thank you to Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State, the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group, Axe Exotic Pets, and Heather Saxton with Hunt Real Estate. Go find her on Facebook, Heather at Hunt. And, of course, Heather Saxton uh, is a licensed real estate salesperson. Call her today. Buying and selling homes in the greater central New York area is complete and utter stress. We get it. Heather can help you out. She's done it uh, and and is really one of the most respected real estate agents and is new to the scene and is pretty much a 15-year veteran. She's that good. 315-727-3313. That's 315-727-3313. Home is more than just a place. It's a feeling. And Go with Heather Saxton today. With Hunt Real Estate. I'm Mike Lindsley. Find me on Twitter at MikeL Sports. Download, subscribe, leave feedback and a five-star review for this podcast where you get podcasts on your smartphone device. Thanks a lot for listening. And don't be uh, don't don't hesitate really uh, to send me an email uh, to uh, to give me some topics and some ideas or some questions about your favorite team uh, over there at MikeL Sports1979 at gmail.com. You can also use that email address if you'd like to become a sponsor of the ML Sports Bladder as well. My videos, one-minute ML sports takes plus nine-minute videos from Rosie's Corner, all around the platforms like Facebook, Twitter, IGTV, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. As I always tell you, enjoy the games.
1: To be a thriver means asking for what you want. So I asked my doctor for Cascali, ribocyclib, a prescription medicine taken with an aromatase inhibitor in premenopausal women with HR positive HER2 negative metastatic breast cancer, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body. Visit mbcmedication.com or call 1-800-282-7630. Cascali can cause lung problems, including breathing problems, cough or chest pain, skin reactions such as severe or worsening rash, or an abnormal heartbeat, which may lead to death. It can cause liver problems such as yellowing of the skin or eyes, dark urine, tiredness, loss of appetite, abdominal pain, bruising, or bleeding. Low white blood cell counts resulting in severe infections may occur and include fever, chills, or other symptoms. Most common side effects include headache, dizziness, hair loss, constipation, diarrhea, nausea, or vomiting. These are not all the possible side effects. Avoid grapefruit during treatment. Tell your doctor if you have any new or worsening symptoms, are or plan to become pregnant or breastfeeding. Cascali is not approved for use with tamoxifen.